Hello and welcome to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat. And today's guest, I'm super stoked because this woman is on a mission. Um, Vivian Chen is actually a mission-driven, venture-backed entrepreneur and a lifelong champion of diverse voices. Oh, this is going to be so good. (laughs) So prior to founding Heyo, and Vivian is actually the operator and a strategic um, consultant with companies like L'Oreal, um, Bain Capital, and the AARP of all things, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Vivian, different. It's different. It's so yeah. different. That's why I'm really excited to have you on with us because not only then does she go and start up Rise in 2019 and then Hey O in 2022, with the intention to empower professionals to go further and faster and doing it on their own terms. She's been featured in Forbes and Fast Company and Business Insider and just a ton of other media outlets while also championing the DE&I, which for those of you that don't know that acronym yet, it's the diversity, the equity, and the inclusion. So I'm excited to have Vivian join us on Creating Powerful Impact Stage. Thanks for being here, Vivian. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a really great conversation. I'm so excited to dive in further with you. I am too, because like there's so many different ways that we can take this conversation. Um, One, entrepreneurship, changing careers, growth, personal branding, startup journey, how you've scaled your businesses, how are you doing two different businesses, and then like the community aspect of it all, <laughs> yeah. right? So, you know, yeah. just little topics, nothing <laughs> huge. Uh, <laughs> out of all of that, what what is it that you would want to like kind of start with or is really kind of on your heart? Yeah. Um, the thing that I want to talk about is um, the journey of the different transitions that I've had mm-hmm. in my life and how... Uh, you know, uh, continuously redefining what it is for me to find meaning and to find purpose in work. Um, You know, we show up to work from nine o'clock in the morning, sometimes earlier as a founder, uh, until, you know, five, six, seven o'clock in the evening, and then having a difficult time to turn off our brains on the weekends. Um, You know, what uh, this journey that I've had uh, from, you know, when I graduated school um, 12 years ago, to that first job, and then the slow growth and evolution over time to create the job and the roles that I have today um, and the learnings along the way for that. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but so like, tell us, tell us a little bit about that story and that that journey. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think of like my journey so far as in chapters. Um, so the first part, the first chapter is really the background of who I am. Um, I, uh, actually, uh, was born in China, uh, and I moved to St. Louis, Missouri when I was, uh, eight or nine years old. Um, and then grew up there in the Midwest as one of the only Asian Americans, um, in school. Um, so growing up, I have this joke where in, uh, in elementary school, I was, I think the only East Asian in my class. And they used to pull me out to go to the library to take photos of me. Um, he's like, Hey, come, like Vivian, come here and like, you know, pretend to read a book and like pretend to, you know, play ball. And I didn't understand what it was all about until actually much further along in my life. when I realized that it was about representation because there were so few people that looked like me. 
Mm -hmm. um, coming from that background where uh, there weren't a lot of people that looked like me um, from an immigrant family, I always worked really hard and I was really interested in business from a very young age. But in the Midwest, my definition of business is very different than those of folks who grew up in West Coast, in Silicon Valley, or the ones in the East Coast, where they have exposure to financial services and consulting and all these other industries. To me, in the Midwest, business was you have a product or a service, and you sell it to people, and you make money from that, and then you do more of that to hopefully create an impact for the end consumers and the world at the same time. So, you know, sort of towards the end of that chapter one for my life is um, I went to university in uh, Philadelphia. I studied business, marketing, management, and operations. Uh, and then that kind of kicked off the chapter two of my life, which is um, I joined a Fortune 500 company, the world's largest beauty company, L'Oreal. Um, and I had the opportunity to work with some of the most exciting brands in the world, brands like Lancome, Kiehl's, Garnier, where literally millions of consumers use the products daily. Um, and it was really there that uh, I learned, um, you know, how, uh, how do you sell your tube of lipstick, um, you know, versus someone else's tube of lipstick? Because at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of the same what's on the inside and what it looks like once you apply for it, uh, apply it on yourself. Um, and it taught me uh, the idea of that a product or service is bigger than um, the thing itself. It's about the stories behind it, um, the creation the journey, who was it, uh, the intentions behind it. Um, and, you know, uh, it was right around this time, about five years into my career at L'Oreal, that I started seeing my friends uh, starting to move to Silicon Valley and join technology startups. And, Come to our side of the states. Come to our the, side. the other side of the state. Exactly. The other side of the country. And uh, I had a, what I will call millennial FOMO, um, you know, working in corporate. I had, I think, 10 days of vacation. Uh, I worked in a cubicle without a window. So, you know, seeing sunlight was something that was very precious to me. Um, and all my friends started to get these jobs at these cool disruptive companies where they had kombucha on tap and ping pong tables and unlimited vacation. That was something that was a big one for me. And I said, hey, like, I want to try that out. I want to be in a disruptive industry. And I started applying for jobs in tech. Unfortunately, with only about four or five years of experience under my belt, um, people started to typecast me as the type of professional that I am. When they saw L'Oreal and all these brands on my resume, they, uh, you know, cast me as an outsider, which I was, right? And did not give me the chance to even let me inside the doors. Mm -hmm. So I applied to over 150 positions and I kept on getting rejected or just flat out ghosted. Um, and that feeling of um, self-doubt, um, uh, of, uh, you know, uh, worthiness, um, the overwhelming, uh, the hopelessness, all of that from that job search process was something that stayed with me. Um, and I think that's one of the, you know, uh, inspirations for why I started the companies that I did. Eventually I did uh, land in tech, uh, and I was very lucky to witness, um, the very early stages of a company all the way until, uh, you know, series C uh, of, a, of a company. And I said, this is what I want to do. I want to build my own tech company to help other people um, to not feel what I felt when I uh, when I was making those career transitions. 
especially those that come from diverse voices, that come from non-traditional backgrounds who you know, made a decision when they were 17 years old and the world is changing so rapidly and now they're shut out of entire industries. So, you know, um, Rise uh, is uh, it was the first sort of uh, manifestation of that where we build a diverse, diversity-focused career community and platform to uh, make the job search and uh, job transition process more inclusive, supportive, community-driven. Um, and Rise has been around since 2019. Uh, mm -hmm. And in the last few months, we also launched a new product called Heyo, uh, which takes our offering to the next level, where we enable people to record short video intros of themselves or even audio intros of themselves to share more about their story, um, about who they are, why they're interested in the particular industries, uh, walk people through their career journeys, um, or even have testimonials from former colleagues and bosses. So, you know, my life is centered around um, helping people unlock their inner potential and to go further, faster on their own terms, because so much of, um, you know, of our of our lives is dedicated to work. Um, and uh, it's important that we have meaning, purpose and intentions uh, in that sphere. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And the whole uh, basis of how it got started and why it got started in the first place is from your own experiences. So you've pulled upon everything that you've had to get these two companies up and running. I would love to start now kind of looking at, okay, let's start a tech company. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. um, not only did you start one, then you started another one. How in the world? So let's fast forward. How in yeah. the world are you continuing to have two companies running and continuing to grow them and scale them? Like, it kind of boggles my mind a bit. So if you wouldn't mind sharing like some of those behind the, the door secrets of what supports you in moving these things forward and not pulling your hair out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, when I first started, like you mentioned, like, you know, building a tech company, that sounds so daunting, right? And I had no idea what I was doing because, you know, my prior life, I was a consumer goods, a beauty marketer. Um, and I spent most of my life uh, prior to joining the startup world, making PowerPoint decks, spending my time in Excel. I'm really good at those things. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you do those things, it's sort of... Uh, the busy work that is needed when you work in a larger corporation to report, to uh, synthesize, to provide analysis, right? Because there are many people that are making decisions. You might not be making decisions. You might not be creating anything. But in my job as an entrepreneur, my job is to build, is to create. If I don't do something, it doesn't get done, you know? Um, everything from, you know, uh, the very beginning, right? Like, what name, uh, you know, what, what structure to have the company, what logo, what social media accounts. Like if I don't do that, it doesn't exist to later on um, things like talking to customers, finding customers, convincing customers, um, learning how to fundraise, uh, learning how to hire, learning how to, um, you know, grow the business when, COVID happens, uh, when the market drastically changes, um, in all those things. Um, you know, I, I didn't know any of these things, um, and everything I actually had to unlearn some of the things that I, uh, 
learn while I was in corporate. Um, and that bias for action was definitely something that took me a while to, you know, realize I spent too much time thinking and not enough time actually just hitting the ground, running and doing things. Um, and, you know, now, you know, we have two products um, and how do we sort of manage our progress going forward? It's kind of the same thing that I did when I started to move one step at a time to build towards that future. And it's identify things that will move the needle on the one goal that is the most important for your company. So this is the North Star goal, right? So what is that one metric that you want to focus on for your company um, and have everyone else have visibility, understand that, understand that deeply and evaluate and prioritize every action they take on whether or not it's going to contribute to the growth of that one metric. Um, there are lots of times, you know, we have boundless ideas. Um, I'm very blessed that I have an amazing team and everyone is kind of like a, um, an outsider. Uh, you know, we're, we're definitely like non-traditional backgrounds. Um, we, uh, you know, our, uh, our designer is a self-taught designer who, uh, you know, used to be an acrobat in a circus. Um, yeah, our um, engineer uh, is a uh, college dropout who's been coding since he was a teenager. Um, our head of marketing, um, you know, she is a homeschool kid um, who, you know, had a very non-traditional background um, before joining our company. So all of these things, you know, make us look at the world differently, um, but also uh, means that, you know, we're also constantly learning because we don't come from a background where things were handed to us. Mm -hmm. So when we're prioritizing, we're thinking, you know, like there are lots of things that we could be doing, but then, you know, what is our North Star goal? Does this move the metric on our North Star goal? Or do we, if it doesn't, let's put it in the back burner and evaluate that later. So it's really prioritizing that one thing at a time. Yes. And then just streamlining like all of your operations and, and all of the business yep. with that one thing. Yep. Yeah. I think there's actually a book called the one thing uh, <laughs> for, um, for that reason, right? You're known for that one thing. You're focusing yep. on that one thing and making that grow versus trying to spin a bunch yep. of different plates all at the same time. Exactly. And one of the things that I do is, you know, I am at the end of the day accountable for the metrics and the numbers, right? The rest of the team is there to, you know, help me move things along, but I am the one that is reporting the numbers back to the team on a weekly basis. So every Friday, I'll take a screenshot. I'll say, this is where we were last week. This is where we are this week. You know, what's the change, whether it's up or down, and then commentary on what worked, what didn't work, and what needs improvement for the uh, for the weeks going forward. Mm -hmm. I think it just provides very top-level clarity. Um, it's both a moment of reflection, celebration, but also improvement, um, so that every week it's like, okay, this worked, great, let's do more of it. This didn't work, let's reevaluate and do something else, right? Or do we want to try a different angle? And just keep on doing that. And when you do that, when you have that type of discipline, you really do see the numbers start just going up and it makes it crystal clear. <laughs> wow. And, and then that helps you like making decisions moving forward of what needs to happen next versus yeah. just like throwing spaghetti against the wall or something, right? <laughs> you, you, you're still in some ways throwing spaghetti at the wall, but yeah. you're uh, measuring which one is sticking, I guess. <laughs> That one stuck. All right. Why did that one stick? Yeah. That's ex that's exactly it, right? And it's like that one moved the needle. Let's go for that one. I love that. 
Oh my God. So before we jumped on here, um, we were talking a little bit about community. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to share more about your perspective on community and how our listeners can maybe incorporate um, including more community or creating a stronger community from your perspective. Yeah. Um, community is uh, oftentimes used as a buzzword. Um, you know, uh, you could have a community uh, as simple as a Slack group, um, a Facebook group, um, an email list serve, a newsletter, right? Those could be community, but the most um, impactful communities are the ones in which people could shed their shell and be who they are, show up vulnerably and be able to feel like it's a safe space where they can connect uh, both offer um, as well as receive from the group itself. Um, one of the ways that we thought about community, this is pre-COVID, um, was uh, we uh, went to different cities. Um, you know, I'm based in New York City, but we also went to um, Boston, Massachusetts, Austin, Texas, San Francisco. Um, and we put people together in a room um, and we encourage people to um, bond over shared experiences. Um, we also made it very interactive, um, very experiential. I think a lot of times, you know, when you go to a networking event, it's kind of like everyone wearing a name tag, holding some sort of drink and, you know, having brief conversations with each other. Um, one of the events that we had, we had, this is, you know, before uh, COVID, uh, and our audience for this event was primarily women, um, especially a lot of mid-career women um, who were perhaps thinking about transitioning um, into uh, freelancing or working for herself. Um, and one of the things that we did was we actually had a coloring book station. It sounds, you know, really like, what? what is that, right? But when you have that, like, um, intentional space, people sat down and they not only grabbed a book and they started having conversations with each other. They started bonding together, talking about, hey, like, what are the things on your mind, right? And and that was the kind of like safe environment that we wanted to provide people where you know, immediately it feels like you're doing something that is nurturing, encouraging, takes you outside of the traditional networking mindset and you can connect on a deeper level with someone. So when I think about community, when I think about um, making connections, it's about what is the fastest way for someone to get to know me and my essence rather than uh, the Vivian that sometimes shows up to investor meetings or, you know, on certain Zoom calls where I feel like I have to wear a suit and tie, you know, have have to have to put on the, um, the work version of myself, right? And, right? and like, yeah, let's break that down a little bit and let's get to the human side of who we are. Beautiful. And is that kind of what helped spark the second company then? Yes, absolutely. It is truly, you know, especially in a world now where there's so much conversations around AI. Um, You know, we were uh, even, you know, I I was uh, talking to uh, a couple of um, folks who are in the job market. They're saying that I found these bots that can apply to thousands of jobs for me with the click of a button. Right. And, you know, one person does that, two people, you know, everyone does that, then everything is going to look the same. It's very generic. We're starting to lose the humanity in that. And we know that recruiters on the other side oftentimes will use bots to sort through people, go through LinkedIn, go through resumes. Right. So then it just become a bunch of bots talking to each other and we're missing the beautiful stories that we have 
on our own journeys, why we do what we do, what was the motivation behind it? You know, why did I start to build my company rise because of that experience that I had? Mm -hmm. So I believe in a future where people need to be more human, right? Like, yes, AI is probably here to stay, but that just means that we need to do things that robots can't do yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we do the same thing when we're doing events. It's like, how are we creating it as an experience versus just watching a virtual screen and sitting on zoom for eight hours in a day? How do you make it experiential? How do you have that community? How do you build that connection with other individuals that are across the world? I mean, that is the beauty that we've gotten out of it is we can now you know, talk to people across the world at the same time, but we have to still bring in that human experience to it. And it sounds like that's, that's part of, you know, your guys's mission of moving things forward. That's exactly it. I think, um, you know, like regardless of the product, whether it's rise or it's hail, the sort of central thread, um, and the philosophy behind it is to help people not be afraid of showcasing who they are authentically and to be able to tap into that to go further, faster on their own terms. Yeah, I love it. And it, it sets you apart, right? And it's like, oh, because I even remember when I, I hired my first team member, there were two applicants. You know, one had more of the skill set I was looking for, but the other one had the personality that yeah. I could hang out with. And I chose the personality. She's been with me for as long as I've had the company, right? It's like, you can, you can teach the skill, but the personality I think is, is the bigger fit overall. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. The fit there, I think is so important. And the, um, you know, not just the personality, but the hunger, the growth mindset of the passion for the industry and the product. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I think about the team members that we have, um, what makes everyone so uh, work so well together is that we've all experienced those things in our lives. So we tend to think differently um, and be able to not afraid to challenge each other so that we can be better because that's the goal. It's not about who's right, but how can we be better? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Vivian, this has been amazing. Um, <laughs> time has flown by. So I would love for you to share a little bit of like, how, how can they find out more about you, your companies? And, you know, do you happen to have a, a gift if the audience is looking forward? Absolutely. So you can learn more about Rise at joinrise.co. That's J-O-I-N-R-I-S-E dot C-O. And you can also sign up for Heyo, which is a free product um, for any professionals um, to tell your story. It's Heyo, H-E-Y-O dot And you can customize your own link so that uh, it's uh, mine. It's just Heyo at Vivian. Uh, We can have Heyo at Shay, Heyo at Danny. So make sure to claim your unique URL. Um, And as a gift, uh, I will love to uh, share with the listeners um, and offer a free job listing for 30 days on our Rise platform for free. Um, To claim this free offer, you can email hello at joinrise.co. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Vivian. That's very, very sweet and kind of you. Um, definitely make sure that you you go to the show notes and you pick those gifts up and, and take a look at claiming your, your free URL too. I think that's really super important. Yeah. Now, before I totally let you go, uh, what would be a takeaway or a memorable note that you would like to leave our audience with today? Yeah. 
I think we're at a um, very interesting economic environment right now. There's a lot of changes, um, both in terms of, you know, I'm in the tech world, but it's kind of the, um, uh, the economic impact that we're feeling in multiple industries, layoffs, um, hiring freezes, people considering different careers and transitions, as well as the emergence of AI. There's just a lot of conversations around what is going to be the future? And um, if there's one thing that I can leave you with, it's to tap into what makes you, you, um, because uh, the robots are not going to be you. Um, someone else, uh, it does not have the journey that you've walked through. So think back deeply about what is your unique advantage and what it is that you want to create into the world and lean into that. Um, that'll make the rest of your journey much smoother and much more enjoyable. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being with us here today. And then I also want to thank our audience for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm excited for you to take all the lessons and all the resources and all of the just diamonds that she's been dropping here today and really start looking at implementing them so that you can create even more impact in your world. So until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,